Hey everyone, I hope you are enjoying your summer Sabbath Sunday. Now you might be watching from your home in your PJs or you might be out at the lake. You might have even slept in and are watching in the afternoon, but wherever you are and whenever it is, it's our prayer for you that God has given you good rest this day. Just this past week, I had the privilege of officiating Shane and Emily Bryson's wedding in Canmore. Now, what a place to get married. It was beautiful. And, and there's just something about weddings, right? A community gathers to celebrate and to bless a couple who have decided to make a sacred commitment to each other. And once that sacred part is over, then there's a party. Now, it got me thinking about my own wedding. Now, Adrian and I got married in Arkansas, and we got married at a, a little church called the South Cross at Missionary Baptist Church. Actually, they're not that little. It's the church where she grew up. And attached to the church was this big hall, and it's where our wedding, wedding reception was going to be. Now, four days before the wedding, Adrian rented a carpet cleaner and gently instructed me to clean the carpets of the hall. It was a pretty big job, and after several hours of hard labor, I was finally done. When Adrian came to pick me up, she took one look at the carpets, she looked up at me, and she said, do them again, and I just said, yes, ma'am. Uh, I knew better than to argue with a bride on her wedding week, so I did what I was told. Now, I know you might find that part of the story hard to believe, but it's true, I did what I was told. Now, after several more hours of forced labor, the carpets were cleaned to her satisfaction, and we set up the hall with the tables and the gifts and the decorations. The night before the wedding, we were at the rehearsal dinner when someone walked in the room and informed us that a tree had fallen on the hall and completely destroyed it. Now, most everyone's immediate thoughts were, what do we do now, but me? My first thought was, I can't believe I wasted all that time cleaning the carpets only for the building to be destroyed. With less than 16 hours to the wedding, we had to find a new hall and do all the things over again. And in the end, the, the wedding happened, and as they say, we've lived happily ever after. Now, one of my favorite Jesus stories takes place at a wedding. John tells us that Jesus and the disciples had been invited to a wedding, and these Middle Eastern weddings were always accompanied with huge feasts, more food than you can eat, more wine than you could drink, abundance. And you may have read the saying, my cup overflows in the Bible. It's mentioned several times, and it refers to this, this ancient tradition of pouring wine into a cup until the wine spills over the sides. It was a, a symbol of blessing, of belonging, and honor. And so, this wedding must have been a good one, because John tells us that they ran out of wine. And for the bride and groom, culturally, culturally this would have been extremely embarrassing. Instead of their guests' cups overflowing, they ran dry. It's hard to compare it to a modern day tra tradition, uh, but let's just say this is significantly worse than having dirty carpets at your wedding. And Jesus' mom, Mary, she convinces him to help this couple. And at this point in his life, no one really knows who Jesus is. He's, he's not famous. He hasn't done any miracles yet. He's just a guy at a wedding with 12 of his best buds. 
But that night would be different. That night, Jesus turned water into wine. And not just the $5 a bottle type of wine, the good stuff, the top shelf, dusty label, take out a second mortgage to afford kind of wine. Only the best for his friends. And one of my favorite comics is the one where Jesus walks into a bar and orders 12 waters and he just smirks at his disciples. Just wait a minute. The story of Jesus turning water into wine, it's an important story. It's rich theologically and there is a lot for us to learn from it. But this morning I want to focus on the bride and the groom. Jesus knew their embarrassment and instead he gave them confidence. Jesus knew their shame and instead he gave them honor. Jesus knew that they didn't have enough and he chose to make it more than enough. This is just what Jesus does. He exchanges our not enough for his abundance, our not good enough for his better than, our fear for his love. Yes, Jesus holds the universe together. Yes, he placed each of the uncountable stars in their place. And yes, we cannot even begin to fathom his glory. And yet, yes, he still cares about us, about you, about your life, your failures and your successes, your hurts and your triumphs. John summarizes this water into wine story this way. He says, this miraculous sign at Cana in Galilee was the first time Jesus revealed his glory and his disciples believed in him. So here's my question. Do you believe? Do you believe that he wants to reveal his glory in you? Do you believe that today he wants to be part of your life miraculously revealing his goodness and kindness and love? through you. This summer Sabbath Sunday, a day we've set aside for family and friends and rest, it's my prayer that you would believe. Believe that Jesus cares about you. Believe that he wants to be part of your life. And believe he can turn your boring, old, not enough water into his abundant, miraculous, spilling over the edges wine. Let me pray for us. Jesus, we thank you that you care about each one of us. And that even though you are all-knowing, that you are all-powerful, that you are ever-present, that you still care about each one of us, about our lives, our families, our weddings, our failures, and our successes. You care. You are a personal God who loves each one of us. And Jesus, today I pray that wherever each one of us are scattered around this this world, that wherever we are and whatever we're doing, that Jesus, that you would remind us of how much you love us. And that Jesus, that we would believe for the first time or believe again or believe more deeply that you want our lives to overflow with the goodness of the gifts that you have in store for us. Things like love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, faithfulness, kindness, and self-control. Jesus, that our lives would reflect these good things in abundance. I pray that each one of us would experience the blessing of our cup overflowing today. 
Jesus, bless each one of us, I pray. In the holy names, in the name of Jesus, amen. Well, you guys, I'm glad you've joined us for this like really quick summer Sabbath service. And I hope wherever you are today, that you experience the blessing of a God who wants to give you all the good gifts. All right, I love you. We'll see you out there.